offended. I am vehemently offended by everything you're doing today. <laughs> Welcome everybody to another edition of Jane and Michael podcast. By the way, this is number nine. I number think? nine. Number nine. Right. Yeah. So um, we're terrible at coming up with formats, and we're terrible at sticking to schedules. So, so. you guys haven't heard this yet because it's not released. No. But it will be someday. It will be definitely. It will be definitely. Don't glare at me, dude. The fuck. So. Let me got, let me tune you guys into something. So Jane has been extremely <laughs> hyper today. Oh, more than hyper. I think I just have a weird energy today. I have a weird vibe. You know, what I'm, I'm I'm vibing on a very weird level. <laughs> if anybody understood that, please write to me at mkmf77 <laughs> at gmail.com. That's my actual email address, by the way. <laughs> please write to me because I am so confused. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so I've, I've had a crazy week, so I think I'm understandably hyper. But also, when am I not? Like, when do I not have a crazy week? That's though? actually also a very, it's a very astute observation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, Jane, your life is just crazy. Dude, I mean, the thing is, this is why I don't watch Netflix. It's because, generally, my life is more fun. Yeah, no, guys, you know how everybody's talking about the Tiger King? <laughs> No, like How you guys. How many times are you gonna bring up Tiger King? No, today? because uh, so she's. She, you guys can't see it because obviously we're not technologically savvy enough to do this on video. Yeah. But she has this T-shirt, poncho, <laughs> thing <laughs> that says Misfits and everything. I swear to God, I watched ten minutes of Tiger King. <laughs> I seen it there. I've seen it there. <laughs> this is not a poncho. This is fashion. By the way, Karen, thank you very much for these fresh threads. You're very talented. I think you have a lot of, um, I think you have a lot of prodigy in design. So, yeah, she sold this herself. No, I'm, I'm very impressed at her skill. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't change the fact that, to me, it looks like a poncho. <laughs> like, anyhow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, back on track. Um, we were never on track, dude. There's no track. No, there was Especially no today. Like, especially both of us are just sort of like, Mental Yeah. Yeah. So. So, I guess. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Last time we were actually trying to introduce introduce ourselves using one phrase. One phrase. I used shock and awe for Jane, mm-hmm. and Jane said, "Don't question the algorithm." Yeah. Yes. And um, obviously, you guys will never get to hear that because we fucking suck at podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hopefully we get to redo it someday. Yeah, or, or I mean, we could just release that one. Ah, uh, sometime. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We'll, let's think about it. Let's think yeah. about it. Let's think about it. But we do have to start releasing soon. Yeah. Um, do you have to, what, what? We should start releasing soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. No, May, May. Absolutely. May? Yeah. It's this already month. May. Yeah. This month. I know. It's happening this month. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think for this week, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about Elon Musk's tweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I heard um, Tesla's stock shares went down like 8% good. after he tweeted. Good, good. And then, you know what he tweeted after that? No. He's just like, oh, well, um, stock, stock prices were too high anyways, IMO. <laughs> like, who the fuck? <laughs> so what was his initial tweet again? His initial tweet was um, free America again or something. Like, Make America free again. Here, let me actually search it. Okay, I'm bringing what? up his Twitter yeah, right you know now. What? Just bring that, bring that up. So he actually just tweeted, as we're speaking, eight hours ago, mm-hmm. one of the best all-time, all-time best songs, Louis Armstrong, What a Wonderful World. What a 
What a strange man. Dude, but he's Elon Musk, so yeah. and Musk we trust, but we don't actually. No. Uh, he also th- said this is misleading to the public. Ah, interesting. Okay. There's too much dead time in this podcast. Yeah, no, it's true. Hurry um, up and find the tweet. Well, I oh, free America now. Oh yeah, free America now or something like that. Yeah, he literally said free America now. Like that's just so ridiculous. No, but here's the thing. So what your friend said, mm-hmm. and I'm actually gonna, what's up, Andy? Yeah, I'm actually gonna bring it up because it's mm-hmm. very pertinent to this mm-hmm. conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, your, don't mention where he works. No, because it might get back to him. So. No, you're right. Actually, no, it's it's. Oh, you know what? It was on your story. It was on my story. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't find it. Though. Oh, okay, okay. Then but, I'll bring up my old story. I think what he said about how Elon Musk seeing things from the top down mm-hmm. would, I guess, color his view regarding the issues mm-hmm. makes total sense. Yeah. It makes so much sense. But I'd, I'd also like to add the caveat that mm-hmm. Elon Musk <clears throat> went to the United States out of his own volition. Mm-hmm. As a result, he thinks. It, it, do you realize people who move to the United States as immigrants mm-hmm. are by nature conservative, mm, like okay. fiscally conservative? Uh-huh, uh-huh. What that means is, like, look, the economy above everything else. Mm-hmm. And now you have this COVID nineteen crisis, which is a health crisis, which is more on the authoritarian to libertarian scale instead of mm-hmm. the political. Was it? The economic left-right scale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What that means is, to Elon Musk, who is fiscally conservative, right-wing, this seems like a left-wing issue, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it feels like an attack on him and his corporation mm-hmm. and the work that he needs to get done. And he has his own vision. Like he went to America t- so that he could set up all these corporations to make money so that he could get humanity to Mars. Mm -hmm. that's his big goal Mm -hmm. and he feels like this is an impediment to that progress Mm -hmm. coming from that perspective Mm -hmm. and coming from the perspective of immigrants Mm -hmm. i completely understand look he he might feel attacked (laughs) jesus like these lockdown orders look i gave people jobs and Uh you're telling me these people can't come to jobs as a result they can't consume the products that Mm -hmm. i make Mm -hmm then I'm going to be pissed off as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's a fair point. You make a good point. But is this a good point to have? Not really. No, it's terrible. No, I mean, he sounds petulant. He sounds like a little kid. Because, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, okay, so he might feel attacked, but the the fact that he's feeling attacked is an issue. Because, again, like, look, he's not, he, he's, he has a skewed vision of the scale that you just mentioned, right? Right. Rather than, is it, like, you know, fiscally conservative or is it fiscally liberal versus, like, you know, authoritarian versus, what is Libertarian. Like, libertarian. Like anarchy, you know, but like, um, like if he can't see the big picture in that sense, and also if he can't realize that a Mm -hmm. virus is questionably a living being, maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it is, it blurs the lines between what we consider as a living organism or not. So this virus doesn't give a fuck, right? No. Like the, the, the economy does not exist to this virus. And Elon Musk is in a position where he's like in so much power, so much wealth that he feels like the world does revolve around him because he has like that reality distortion field, right? But that's what took Steve Jobs out. You know, he had, he had pancreatic cancer, and he's just like, "There's no way that this cancer will get me." No, it'll it'll get you, dude. Speaking of, like, this is a very again, like I keep on mentioning this, but American exceptionalism, 
they just think that like oh there's no way that i you know there's no way that i can and i was like no but there's absolutely every way that can happen right to you have you ever taken a political compass test a political compass test i did a long time ago but that right. dude that was back in like high school when i was doing ap gov right yeah and you know do you know what they say so there's a really famous saying attributed to like literally everybody on the face of the planet mm-hmm. but the saying goes if you're not a communist in your mm-hmm. 20s mm-hmm. you have no heart yeah and if you're not a conservative in your 30s mm-hmm. you have no brain right 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 fair enough so everybody who the younger you are the more you tend to think that communism could work yeah which is true but the older you get apparently you turn more towards and that makes a lot of sense because you have more to lose <clears throat> as you get older right 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 so i recently took the political compass test right I got centrist libertarian. Centrist libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> so fiscally, I'm like dead in dead in the center. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Which is impressive, actually. Yeah. I I would imagine you to be much more conservative. Right. Yeah. So I'm dead in the center, and then when it comes to social issues, apparently I am so far libertarian. I'm eighty percent libertarian. Oh, and so socially. So you're just like, oh, like, just do what you want? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I think I got something, I'm trying to remember, but I got something similar mm-hmm. where, and I actually came out more fiscally conservative than I thought I would, but then the, this is back in high school, so it doesn't count, but right. I came out more fiscally conservative than I thought I would, and then I was like super left socially, like very, very progressive. Oh. I was extremely yeah, yeah, progressive, yeah. yeah. So that's why, so being libertarian means being socially progressive because you don't care what yeah. the other person is yeah, doing yeah, socially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it means, and I'm totally for that as long as you're not harming anybody else Mm -hmm. and yeah i bring this up because if you take a look at the political dialogue in many countries Mm -hmm. and the political compass test website actually has a very good breakdown of all the political parties Mm. you could see most political left-wing parties Uh are actually centrist parties Uh uh-huh uh-huh because the dialogue is skewed so far to the right Right. because of the cold war right 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 as a result that makes so much sense yeah you can't bring up left-wing policies you can't say look universal basic income mm-hmm. and jobs for everybody dude that is so fucking communist you mm-hmm. can't say that anymore uh-huh, uh-huh. as a result people are saying universal health care that's a left-wing policy uh-huh. but it's so centrist yeah 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 but our political dialogue has moved so far to the right yeah but in the big grand scale of things it's not actually left-wing yeah 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 that is true yeah. i think that makes a lot of sense i think you bring up a really good point um, Which is why, if we take a look at somebody like Elon Musk, mm-hmm. going back to Elon Musk again, mm-hmm. bear in mind he came from he was born in he was born in South Africa, yeah, raised in post-apartheid South Africa. But by the way, this is something that you have to realize though. He grew up with extru- like, with a lot of wealth. Yeah, his family owns just like ruby and emerald mines in South yeah, Africa. I know, but my point is, look, he grew up in post-apartheid South yeah, Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The government who was in charge was very, very left-wing. Uh-huh. After years of right-wing and racist rule. Yeah, and like just almost like yeah, terrible. Yeah. And then he he probably felt personally attacked because his family's fortune was probably affected. Affected, yeah. Yeah. As a result, he moved to America to make a fortune. Mhm. This man is driven by money. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's why he's Elon Musk. Right, right, right. So if you actually take a look at the billion, if you take a look at the political breakdown in in California, the richer rich actors are Repub- there's so many rich Republican, mm-hmm. um, specifically in the acting industry, Silicon mm-hmm. Valley, venture capitalists are mm-hmm. mostly Republican, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Peter Thiel. No, he's a famous Republican. Yeah, he's, well, I mean, he's a Trump supporter, so. <laughs> right. That's the epitome. But, like, if you think about California, most people will say, no, they're such a blue state. And then you realize they're so rich. The rich people are actually all, like, Republicans. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no... I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, dude, Elon Musk is not an exception. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, if anything, he's the only vocal person out of the billionaires who aren't afraid to voice his opinion, which is why I give him kudos for that. Okay, fair but enough. But at the same time, there are people who think like this on a daily basis who don't readily appear to think su mm -hmm, in such mm -hmm, ways, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. including shit like Jeff Bezos. Mm -hmm. Right. And... Wow, this is going into like entirely political dialogue, but okay, we're we're treading on some dangerous territory yeah. here. So, but did you know Jeff Bezos only makes eighty five thousand dollars a year in salary? Really? What a yangachi! Do you know what that means? That means that he's not paying the taxes, right? Because yeah. he's getting compensated in Amazon stock. Yeah. What that means is, if you tax his income, mm -hmm. his income bracket is sub hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Mm -hmm. He's making on paper, he's making less than some of my friends. Yeah. On paper, shit, he's making a lot less than Wall Street bankers. Entry-level yeah. Wall Street bankers. Yeah, 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 you. absolutely. I mean, they're making like six figures, so... Right. But he has $120 billion to his name. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you tax that? Mm -hmm. How do you tax that? How do you tax Elon Musk? How do you tax um, Jeff Bezos? If you can suddenly start taxing these people mm -hmm. on something that actually affects them, mm -hmm. then they'll be more willing to talk about political... Dis discourse on a level that actually is understandable to pe regular people like mm -hmm. you and me uh -huh, uh -huh. <clears throat> so how do you do that well the ancient romans actually had a wealth tax mm -hmm. a lot of ancient civilizations had a wealth tax yeah, which absolutely. is based on property right 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 but now we can actually account for fa financial properties like mm -hmm. equity stocks and etc mm -hmm. etc et mm -hmm. so why don't we have a wealth tax i know i mean which is unfortunate that's 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 a really good question but it's like, you know, I think we're able to toss around these thought experiments because we are not and probably never will be at the level that Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos is. Yeah, that's true. Is that, and then because, dude, if I were in that position, I don't know if I'd want to pay a wealth tax. You know what I mean? Like That's a very fair point. I, we're able to say this because we're just, we'll never get to that level. So it's easy for us to say. But if we ever do come across that kind of money, that kind of wealth, and the, the doors that that kind of wealth opens, I don't think I want to be taxed. Like, I'm going to be honest right now. Like, I don't think I'll do it. But as someone who is not at that level and kind of want, wants to watch the world burn, like, no, absolutely tax them. But again, but so like, it's, it's all a matter of perspective. It right? is, it is. Yeah, it's all a matter of perspective. I love how we got this far yeah. from a single tweet. <laughs> but I mean, that's kind of like the theme of our podcast, though, is right. it not? But going back to that tweet, though, mm -hmm. do you feel like... So there's a big discourse going around, including in South Korea, mm -hmm. whether individual freedom should be valued on top of, um, was it, the the safety of the general populace? Right, 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 right. Um, specifically in Korea, mm -hmm. because they released the personal information, like was yeah. it the personal, I guess, where where this individual went? Yeah, yeah. That's like personal their, information. The route, yeah, the route. The route. Um. And there's been a lot of concerns specifically regarding like individual mm -hmm. pr privacy and whatnot. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? So that's a really good question. It's something that I grapple with a lot because mm -hmm. 
I do feel like when there's something like a COVID-19 crisis, something, something that's like a pandemic, something like a pandemic, that all of our idea of like personal freedom has to go out the window. I think that um, in this case, no, I'm not a fan of releasing personal and private information, but in this case, it is important because this is something that can affect anyone at any time, and it's extremely, extremely contagious, right? I do want to say this. Um, in general, this is what I'd like to argue, and this may not be a very popular opinion. I understand if there are people listening who don't agree with me, that's fine. Um, but people need to live in fear. I truly, I truly, truly believe that. <laughs> Michael's laughing so no, hard it's, right now. It's a recurring theme in our conversation. Uh, yeah, it's a recurring theme. So yeah. people need to live in fear, and also people don't know what to do with freedom. Like, people like the idea of freedom. They like the concept of it. You give it to them, they don't know what to do. Because no one, because, like, okay, our, our society that, that we live in, so I'm not, I'm not talking about people in, like, Afghanistan, the Honduras, right? But, like, like the people like you or me and people who will generally be listening to this, we live in such a cushioned society. We are so privileged, and we just don't know how hard life can get. I mean, I, I, and I know that everyone has been through their hardships, and I respect that. But I'm just saying straight up, I mean, we're, we're not living in a war zone, right? We're not living under, like, you know, extreme, extreme conditions at all times of the day. Um, which means that people forget what it means, what freedom means. Freedom is not a positive concept. Freedom is chaos. It's not positive or negative. Anything can happen in free fall, right? So over the weekend, mm -hmm. I actually rewatched The Avengers, oh, okay. the first one. Uh -huh. Opening scene, Loki appears, mm -hmm. and then he says... He's gonna, he's gonna free humanity. Uh huh. And then Nick Fury asks, "From what?" And mm -hmm. he said, "From freedom." <laughs> <laughs> and it and it definitely rings true. Yeah. Because what he's saying is, dude, yeah. freedom is the biggest lie fed to humanity. Absolutely. Now here's the thing, and the entire basis of de democracy, Western democracy, mm -hmm. specifically, and it's even written in the Constitution. Right. The freedom to freedom of etc etc yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> now here's the thing um i understand freedom like words by themselves don't hold meaning mm -hmm. right they're completely neutral yeah 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 and as a result if you give somebody freedom to do something or freedom from freedom from persecution that prevents them from doing something mm -hmm. it can either turn out extremely well mm -hmm. such as the case of entrepreneurs in silicon valley mm -hmm. or could turn out extremely poorly mm -hmm. such as the case of flint michigan yeah right right mm -hmm. <clears throat> now how do you and you said you actually value mm -hmm. control and like was it the the benefit of the masses over mm -hmm. the benefit of a few mm -hmm. how do you quantify that that's again that's something that i grapple with all the time because mm -hmm. like for example, so let's use um, healthcare and like, you know, biotech, for example. Okay. There's so much money, okay, <clears throat> outside of this pandemic, there's so much money that's poured into like cancers, right? And generally just like um, cancers that are like very common spread. So like, let's say like lung cancer or mm -hmm. like stomach cancer, skin cancer, right? There's a lot of money that goes into that because it's so common, because it's so common. Um, but my friend Lewis, by the way, like the Lewis that I always tell you about, um, he actually said that his dream is to earn a lot of money and then just pour money into really obscure diseases that only affect maybe like 1% of the population but are like deadly. Because 
a, a statistics are statistics, right? Number's a number. But when that number is you, it's different. Because, like, it, yeah, it might, be a, it might affect 100%, like, only 1% of the population. But if that 1% is you, then that's 100% of all of you, right? So I understand that, like, it's so hard to quantify this. And, like, it's easy for me to say, again, as someone who is part of, like, a, a general majority, I guess. I am a minority in the States, but I'm also part of a majority here. So I completely get your question, and I don't know how to answer it. And it's something that, that I grapple with all the time. Because, so, I, because I do, hey, by the way, I, I'm a personal tutor. So I put extreme value in every person's life. Right. So it's hard for me to quantify. So then my follow-up question is, you actually mentioned something very interesting. Because people feel pain mm -hmm. differently, mm -hmm. depending on how close it is to them. Mm -hmm. So as a result, like, for example, if somebody that you knew got cancer, mm -hmm. it would affect you very differently than somebody a friend of yours knew mm -hmm. like the number of bridges between you and that pain mm -hmm. registers differently uh -huh. and on a logarithmic scale no less mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so here's the thing COVID-19 hasn't affected Korea that much mm -hmm. but that's also because we had some extremely tight measures right. and we're a collectivist society so people actually stayed at home right like no one was really out and about you know right 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 but my point is look it it hasn't affected korea that much mm -hmm. so it hasn't economically affected korea nearly as much as some some of these, these other places of course people in america mm -hmm. are actually struggling now oh yeah they're like 30 million layoffs yeah 30 million people who have registered for unemployment benefits mm -hmm. for the first time mm -hmm. this is completely uncharted territory yeah absolutely the thing is so thinking from that basis do, do you feel like it might be justified to reopen the economy in the states or are you still against it hmm. that's also a really difficult question right because because on the short term, right, like staying at home is right mm -hmm. and no one should be really out and about right now. But on the long term, like the economy has to, the economy will continue to exist. Mm -hmm. So if we don't start taking measures now to mitigate whatever effects that are already happening, then I feel like the long term effects on the economy is going to be like that much worse, that much more serious and also harder to recuperate from. So what I feel like is just that Again, the government did not do its job when it came to COVID-19 in America. Like, they had three fucking months to watch Asia, to see what's going down. They had three fucking months. They could have used that three months to prepare. And they completely threw it out the window. I mean, they fucked up right then. Um, they got off on the wrong foot, and now and now, now we're struggling. Not we, uh, America's struggling, and all these other countries are struggling because of it. So this is like, for me, this is a, this is a question with no answer. Um, I would say the only thing that's possible here is new businesses have to form. New tech-based businesses, new, new um, platforms that don't necessarily need people to like work face-to-face. -face. There needs to be some, like, I mean, like all creation comes from destruction, right? And like there's a lot of chaos going on right now. And I do feel like someone will have the foresight and the, I guess, the, the grit to find an opportunity in this chaos. And so those kind of people and those kind of businesses need to start coming up and revitalizing the economy while I can. Because I think traditional, the traditional businesses that we think of right now, it's gonna be a while for it to get back on its feet. 
It needs, we need some sort of like synergy, some sort of boost. That's my general opinion. How about you? I actually really like that answer. Mm, okay, I'm glad um, that you do. Mainly because I do completely agree. Mm -hmm. um, in the most difficult of times, people come up with the most creative answers. Mm -hmm. If you take a look at the, the 2008 financial crisis, mm -hmm. out of that came about Uber, Airbnb, Lyft, mm -hmm. uh, and some of the biggest tech names out there. WeWork. Yeah, well, let's not talk about WeWork. <laughs> Adam Newman, <laughs> my, my boy. And my we're boy. in a WeWork. <laughs> yeah, we are in WeWork. No, but um, in all seriousness, mm -hmm. yeah, no, out of chaos comes about new opportunities for people to disrupt the status quo. Mm -hmm. And we do have to take advantage of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm completely on board with what you said. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, mm -hmm. Is this cycle sustainable? <laughs> <laughs> no, because think healthy? about Yeah, no, it's not healthy. because It's not healthy. Absolutely not. Because if we take a look at our track record, which yeah. is completely rubbish. Yeah. Um, early 90s, we had the... The, the dot-com burst. No, early 90s, we had the first Gulf War. Oh, okay. You want to talk word. Okay. Yeah. Before that, we had 1987, I think. 87 yeah. or something. We had the oil shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iran contract crisis, everything mm -hmm, like mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. uh, 1999 to 02, the dot com bubble burst. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 08, we had the financial mm -hmm. bubble bursting. Mm -hmm. 1997, going back again. Mm -hmm. IMF. Yeah, the entire Asian financial crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had, there's also the Mexican financial crisis. Mm -hmm. We also had the Argentine default, default crisis. Mm -hmm. We had the Greek debt crisis. Mm -hmm. And then now we have the COVID nineteen crisis. Like nothing is sustainable about yep. this. Not, not like we're we're all living in, um, we're all living in a broken system that's basically set up on like a peg. Right. It's very unsustainable. No, but you know what's interesting? What we made this game. I know. I know. How did we make a game that's so terrible? I mean, no. If you take a look at our video games and how buggy they are, we should have known better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's because a lot of the time. You would like to think that our forefathers and our, our ancestors knew what they were doing, but they really didn't know what they were doing. Like what no. we have to understand is that they were just trying to make the best or the worst out of their surroundings. They're taking opportunities or being selfish. <laughs> um, they want to like, you know, they want to preserve themselves and they want to succeed on a short term scale. No one's looking at the big picture here. There's very, very few people who do. That's why one of my um, one of my role models is actually Sejong Dewang. And I know that he had a lot of issues as a king, but one thing that you cannot deny is that he changed Korean history because he created the, the Korean alphabet. And he gave Korea a separate written language. And this is something I actually looked up because, because, listen to me. For the I am listening. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I ever took my attention off for a second. So, I shall not, <laughs> that accusatory tone, Jane. Okay, so look. Um, we use, so Korean people use the Chinese written system for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And both China and Korea consider Japan some sort of like backwater, like, you know, hick countryside, like islanders, right? Because it is. Because, <laughs> <laughs> excuse me. But so they, there was like some sort of, I'm not saying they always looked, there's a lot of trade going between Korea and Japan, obviously. But um, in any case, the general idea was that, oh, like Japan, they're just some islanders, right? Mm -hmm. But... J Japan had its own written language from 5 AD, from the 5th century AD. 
they've already had like hiragana, katakana from the like it, be, it was between fifth and eighth century AD. That is very early, and like it's completely different from the Chinese characters. Like they just came up with their own written system, and then Sejong Dewang probably was like probably was looking at this and being like, what the fuck? These people have written language. How come we don't? And so he created the Korean alphabet in around like 1300 AD. We are way behind in that term. And yet he did it. He did it. And he did it with a big picture in mind. Because like it didn't, it took like several centuries for the Korean written alphabet to ca- finally catch fire because a lot of people were against it. A lot of people thought that like, you know, education and literacy is a privilege, only reserved for zombies and like whatever, whatever, only for royalty. But at, but finally, after like a few hundred years later, like people actually started using the alphabet. And now that's why we're able to preserve our culture and our identity as Korean people. And so people like Sejong Dae-won, they're looking at the big picture. Sejong Dae-won was like, Fuck it. I don't know if this is ever going to be used in my lifetime, but this is important for our future, for, for our progeny. And that's why people like him, I can respect that kind of like big picture in mind. Most people aren't like that, though. And that's why we have a fucked up system, because we, we all have people playing a game and they're all playing for themselves. So that's kind of like my spiel. No, but it's unfortunate because the capitalist system is set up be- so that people who think in short term mm-hmm. win. Absolutely. Because it's a short-term game. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the entire concept, the entire idea, thinking behind the capitalist system is that we have a limited number of resources, mm-hmm. and as a result, in order to do, was it in order to allocate these efficiently, mm-hmm. we have to use people's essentially essentially we use people's bargaining power and their buying power mm-hmm. to allocate these resources, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is a short-term game by definition. Yeah, absolutely. There's no long-term anything about this. Yeah, there's nothing long-term about this. Yeah. And then, so that's why when I see people against things like universal health care, it's just mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. It's health care, bro. Like, it's your body. Right. Like, yeah, you know what? Like, you know, Elon Musk wants to, like, con- connect everyone to the cloud. Like, whatever. That's not going to happen for a while, sir. <laughs> like, see, people, like, um, they need to understand that health is something you can't fuck around with. It's your body. Like, it's your life. I just don't understand people who don't, support universal health care in that sense uh i mean we could talk about this in our next podcast yeah we, we, could, arg- yeah, we could argue about we universal health care and whatnot yeah but like i mean okay look i get it like there's big pharma and then there's the health insurance companies who are so heavily against this okay I, so i like this is definitely something let's talk about next time because mm-hmm. i want to know more as well but um that's just my ge- but that's like my general opinion though just very very general right speaking. right yeah and I think uh, we're about to close. Yep. But because um, we're on nine hundred measures, yeah, which means re- nothing to you. But, no. But um, um, no, it's it's interesting, and I actually really like this format that we have today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We focus on a specific topic. We just go back and forth, mm-hmm. asking questions and start answering, mm-hmm. etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. I think it was very productive. Yeah, it's very, and the vibe is very different from our last yeah, podcast. Yeah, our should... last podcast <laughs> was shit. <laughs> Anyway, so we shall end here today, folks. Yeah. Um. Stay See. tuned. Um. Hopefully, next episode is more of a, you know, a laugh fest yeah. than this one. I but mean, we'll go back and forth. So yeah, don't we'll worry about it. Figure something out. Peace. Bye.